You are now tuned in to The Gifted Gab. Another episode of 1K Convos. I got a really special guest with me today. My man JD, Jamel Davis. Long time coming. Long time, man. Thanks for stopping by, man. But we should have done this a minute ago. See, I know, I know. Uh, but we get busy. We get busy, man. We get busy, you know. Booked and busy is the best way to have it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I'm a big fan of your art. You know, big fan. I need a piece. I've been talking. <laughs> I might need that original, that 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 one we were talking about. Uh, headspace. Yeah, headspace. Yeah, headspace. I think that's a really really strong piece. Did you you did that during the pandemic? Yeah, I did. I did. I did that during the pandemic and like right at the beginning. And it was a weird time too because I just had a kid, and then the, my season was cut short because of the pandemic. And I was getting like little tiny offers to go mm. back overseas. And I was like, hmm. do I take that and like be an absent father already? Or do I like kind of just do as much as I can? Mm. So it, it was a weird time. Um, not a lot of people to kind of like lean on and talk to about it, make those type of big ass decisions. And, uh, and just kind of living in a different country and being stuck here during the pandemic too. It's just been, an emotional roller coaster, fam. To kind of put in small, like easy, easy words, but because you're not from you're not from Canada, obviously. I think people can tell by your accent, nah. you know. So, what what <laughs> like being in another country during a pandemic? Yeah, you know, how did that really affect kind of your your not just your career because you were hooping. Mm. What country were you in before you? I was in Austria. Austria. I was in Austria, and the maddest thing as well, like. I'll show you the video. Um, <laughs> I was in I was in the apartment and this like weird siren went off, mm-hmm. and I think it was the town's first like reported case. And then later on that evening, the owners came to my crib. They were like, "Hey, look, we're just gonna send you back to Canada." Damn. And they were like, "Do you want to lay over in London? You want to see your little bros?" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So you stopped home before you came back. Yeah, stopped in London. Mm-hmm. Um, saw my little brothers for a couple of days, uh, real brief, and then went back. Damn. Back here. And then it was like back to square one, but back to back it to was square. the pandemic was like a hard reset for everybody, I feel like. Yeah. It was I feel like the pandemic has shown everyone what a low is and it's kind of humbled and leveled everyone in a way. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many people that have lived their life with their with their families, their loved ones and um or you know, even with their just kind of whatever situation they're in from a wealth standpoint Mm -hmm. and they haven't really felt a bottom they -hmm. haven't felt like they felt a bottom their own type of bottom but they haven't felt a community bottom where everybody is feeling down too and you know you're not just going to be felt sorry for everybody kind of needs that type of sympathy and empathy too Mm -hmm. and I think that has opened up a lot of people's eyes that's why a lot now people want to be more interested in art Mm -hmm. people are more interested in supporting local people are more interested in movements and how we can better the education system and stuff like that because we've had so much time to kind of reflect on what the hell was going on. But that's only because everybody, we're all having this like communal down right now mm-hmm. or 
at some point during the pandemic. Like, it's kind of pulled everyone together in a way. It has pulled everyone together because mm-hmm. everybody's fight. We're not. It's when you talk about the communal bottom. Yeah, we're all facing it, and then everybody within it has their own different their bottoms own and stuff. Of, yeah. But sometimes I feel like, you know, in this day and age, from what I see something I like to call the trauma Olympics where everybody's trying to say like, okay, you're going through this thing. Yeah. Well, I went through this thing, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and, and, yeah. and there's this, this battle to see whose trauma yeah, yeah. is like, you know, and <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of it. It's like everybody's path is different, you know, and the pandemic was like, okay, we're all at different bottoms, mm. you know? So like, there's only one way to go, but up from here and yeah. depending on how you look at it. Cause you know, some people, Lives were lost in the pandemic, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, people lost jobs. People, you know, a whole bunch of shit happened mm-hmm. that none of us have control over. Mm-hmm. But what you're talking about is that sense of unity is like, you know, some people's eyes really... Yeah. Those those walls and fences and hedges that people put up, those barriers that they had for everybody else, different classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that they're diminished, that they're gone, but you can kind of see through the fence a little bit now. Yeah. And, you know, we're not asking people to take away their fence. You know, you put your barriers up how you put them up. But there's a difference between a brick wall and a picket fence, fam. You can see through the picket fence mm-hmm. and see what's going on on the other side. And you're still protected somewhat. Mm-hmm. You still have your guard up. But that brick, is, it doesn't do you good, fam. It doesn't. It doesn't. And it's, it's, it's interesting how, you know, we still in, we're still in the pandemic. Mm. And it's weird, you it's know. <laughs> we're, we're, going on, we're going on two years now. Two? Two years. Yeah. It's been two years of the pandemic, you know? And um, when you talk about that picket fence and that brick wall, there's people that still have the brick wall up. Mm. Through ev- throughout everything, they're still hiding behind this ignorance as opposed to saying, yeah, okay, you know what? There's some teachable moments here. There's some there's some learning that could be yeah. done with everything that's going on. And, you know, mo- for the most part, from what I've seen, everybody's taking something from this. Everybody's taking something completely different. But everybody's taking something. Something. You know? But then there's still a group of people that are just still in this feedback loop. You know? And it's like, what are you waiting for? Mm. What are you waiting for to happen for you to kind of just say, damn. (laughs) This ain't it. This ain't it. Go switch something up. Yeah, you know? Because for me, I've seen things. I'm like, I've seen things for what they are. Mm. You know, I, I... I like to consider myself a critical thinker, and I think most people are critical thinkers in this day and age. Until it's critical to think. Until it's critical to think. You know, you have access to all this information, but, you know, COVID showed us that, like, all this information within it, there's also a lot of misinformation, you know? And what I've seen is, like, okay, the people that you thought that were really good at critical thinking Mm. are starting to look at things and not be able to look at and, like, okay, well this is probably full of shit. Okay, well, this is this might be a conspiracy, but this is actually real shit over here. And then, yeah. you know, it's it's too much information at once. That is, it's just the same. Like, they're, this, they're in that same mindset from before the pandemic. And that's a life, like, I feel like that's just a life behavior. Like, you know, to kind of always needing to be told what's going on. Like, some people need to be told constantly by their peers and friends that they're, Clothing designs are fire before they even put anything out, before they make a website, before they make a logo for themselves, mm-hmm. before they tell people that, you know, they're trying to start up a brand or anything like that. They need all of this feedback. 
and that's been that's so instilled into us, bro. That man, it's it's the same, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm about to loop into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's the same behavior, man. This it, shit translates. It is, but it's like you know, so much has happened. Mm. So much has happened. It's like one of these events that have transpired over the last two years yeah. should have just sparked some something. something. You know, like there should be some sort of new, for me, Yeah. like I had a, the pandemic happen. I was laid off from the job, the part-time job I had. So I was part-time at this job and then part-time at the store. Hmm. And on my employer had hit me up. This is during the pandemic. I'm still working. Yeah. And she's like, yo, listen, your contract renewal is coming up, but you don't seem engaged with our work. She said that to me. And I said, yo, listen, like, I got a bunch of stuff on my plate, mm. and I'd be lying to you if I said that, you know, I'm 100% yeah, like, here. This is where I'm retiring. Yeah. I'm, I wasn't there. Mentally, I was, mentally, I was at work, but I wasn't there. I was bringing my laptop to work, yeah. doing my work for the store, doing the work for the gifted gab on company time, <laughs> you know? So she's, she's, she's telling me like, you know, you, you don't seem engaged. And I'm like, Yo, honestly, I got a lot of projects that I'm working on and you know, I know my renewal is coming up. Mm. So if you're thinking about not renewing me, I wouldn't be mad. I just said that. To her. I just put yeah. that out there because deep down, you know, I was attached to this security, this paycheck. Mm. It was cool. I mean, it's there. Isn't it's it? there. It's, it's coming. It's coming. But something. Deep down, like I'm, I'm deep down, as I'm at work, even though that job is somewhat fulfilling, I'm like, yeah. there's more. You know, and the pandemic for me was like, okay, now I'm working from home. It might be time. This might be that that sign to say okay oh like let's jump off let's jump yeah. off the the cliff you know go right in fam go 100 yeah that's that's funny man like I, i've always wondered like growing up all of the different job interviews that i've gone to how they want you to respond to that question why do you want to work for this company fam i need money <laughs> like, <laughs> we're here bro i need to eat like come on <laughs> like why am i so interested in strawberry yogurt bruv uh you know yogurt is amazing it's my passion you Man. know i've loved yogurt since i was a kid and nah gee like people need just like you're saying at some point when are they gonna wait when is people gonna really realize like and see what's going on and be present the mm. pandemic came for me, came back from Austria, and, like, my stay to be here, I had to be here before the borders were closed up, because mm -hmm. I'm on a visa and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So, all of that's pending, and I can't travel on a pending visa. Yeah. So, if I'm in the UK, and my stuff is still pending... You're stuck there. I'm stuck there. The Canada border closes. I don't know mm -hmm. when I'm going to get to see my little man. You know, like, it's just too many different variables, you know. Mm -hmm. I got so much stuff here as well. I built a life here for myself too. Met so many people, friends, and that I consider family and stuff like that. But that came for me. I wasn't eligible for a lot of the things that came out to help, all of the relief benefits and stuff. And that's where I was like, damn, this is what I like. Mm -hmm. Deep end, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, life. Let's mm -hmm. go. Let me see, let me let me let me really go into this art stuff. Then it's scary. It's scary. It's very scary. It's mad scary, but you know, it's, it's swimming, fam. Like you're not really gonna be in a situation that you're not gonna enjoy. 
yeah. that you're not gonna like because you control every situation you're in. You know what I mean? Even the goals that you have, like you and me, like I respect you as a man today. Today is what Saturday. Mm. All right, all the goals that you have in your head, I don't know. I don't know any of them unless you tell me. And Monday comes, or I see you tomorrow. If you change any of your goals overnight, or you push some of them back, I have no idea, fam. Mm -hmm. That's like that's it's all in your head, man. So, nah, man, it's super scary, bro. It is super scary. scary. It's scary because it's like you were saying that like all our life mm. we're told what to do. We're told we're we're, we're out here for feedback. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I've done this. What's my next task? You know, mm. and, and when you're, you know, working under someone, working for someone, or you're, you're on a contractual base, whatever, or whatever, whatever it is that you do, yeah. you know, the school system teaches us, okay, how to be obedient, how to be docile, you know, like how to just take, you know, instructions just, and yeah. take orders and stuff like that. So then when you, it, it's a lot of unlearning. It's a lot of unlearning because you think, imagine you you're in school for, I don't know how many years of your life. I'm 28. You're, you're what 28, right? 27. 27. So think about maybe more than half of our lives. Mm. We're in a school system that tells us okay how to think, how yeah. to work, how to act. You know how to dress. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. If you went to uniform school, they tried it at Eastern Commerce, but you know, it didn't work. Um, but like you know, they 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 drill these things into you, and then you go out into the world and say, mm. "Okay, I'm equipped with this stuff." But then you 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 go to this job, you work at this job, you work. I've worked like many different jobs, and I realized that yo, like, it's all the same shit. It's just the uniform is different. Yeah. You know, the uniform is different. The pay is not the same. Paycheck to paycheck, I have no money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, one week after I get paid, I have no bread. Yeah. You know, bills get paid, all this stuff. And then at one point, I'm like, yo, like, this isn't it. This can't be it. You tell me I got to work here for, for 40 years? Run out, man, take a risk. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, the pandemic for me was like, yo, like, jump in the deep end. Yeah. No life jacket. Just go in there and just do whatever that you want to do, whatever those goals that you have, whatever it is, you know. And then over that time, we're about to approach the new year. We're about to touch the new year. Mm. This time last year, I was like, yo, 2020 was amazing. Now I'm approaching 2021. I'm like, yo, 2021 was amazing. It's yeah. better than 2020. Yeah. You know, so now every year is just, better than the last year you know i hope 2022 is the same and it is going to be the same thing you know what i'm saying it is, it is. I, everyone's quiet now on social media though <laughs> no nobody's talking about how 2022 is their year but i don't see any of those posts right now but and i don't know man like i think it's just it's it, we're in a different time now you know mm. everything that we thought was solid and 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 forever and yeah. all these systems we're seeing like 2020, 2021, we've seen the rise of cryptocurrency. Yeah. You know, we're seeing employers are complaining that nobody wants to work. Bro, why would I want to work if if the government gives me a $900 check and I can turn that into 50 grand? Why would I, why would I work? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't understand. Like, before all this happened, anybody that was being paid, they were underpaid. Mm. They still are underpaid for what they do. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? 60 grand a year, 70 grand a year, 80 grand a year sounds like a lot. But after the government gets their share, you know what I'm saying? 
your landlord gets their share. Landlord gets their share. Your car gets their share. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Epcor comes in. Epcor comes in. The energy bill's got to get. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's what's left? You know. And then, I think you know some people are like yo. I get it now. Mm. You know, and some people I think the people that haven't got it yet, they're on the edge. They're so close. It's they're just dead. one more thing. You can hear them though asking questions. Yeah, that's who they are. They're yeah. asking better questions like yo. What would it be like if I was to do this or this? Or mm-hmm. do you think something like, or they would tell you an idea? Do you think this would blow up? Mm-hmm. And if they're not here, if they, it's kind of sad, bro. Like some people don't hear like, yeah, that would blow up. They won't do it. That's but, yeah. And that's the thing. Like if yeah. I come to you with an idea, yeah, you're. My pops always tells me like, people used to come up to him for business ideas, mm. you know, and he look, he would look at them and say. If I had an idea that was a million dollar idea, why would I give it to you? Yeah. You know? That's what he would say. Because it's like, your million dollar idea has to be believed in by you and you only. It only takes a a little bit of crazy to believe that, yo, I can get this thing done. Yeah. And then you, that belief just, you know, it reinforces whatever it is that you're trying to do over and over again. 100%. A lot of stuff are, I personally, I'm, I'm not shy to ask people as well, like those people on the edge that we were just talking about that are asking all of these questions before they take a step. Yeah, I, ask, I, I, I do the same thing, but I've already started the idea, fam. Mm-hmm. I've already started the coding for the app. Mm-hmm. Like, I have something that I'm working on right now, and like I've asked one of my homies how he thought about it, and I was not going to care about you his take response. take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I was not going to care. If he was like, yeah, that's not really going to work. Mm-hmm. And like, I really put hours into it. I really put weeks you into it. You really put weeks into it. <laughs> I don't really care, G. Because what I've realized is like, we're all just regular people. Yeah. We're all just regular people. It doesn't matter if you play in the NBA. It doesn't matter if you're the greatest rapper alive. It doesn't matter if you run the biggest tech company in the world. It doesn't matter if you're a revered artist. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that separates, you know, immortals from mortals is the drive to just get the shit done. The focus. That's just all it is. It. There's nothing else that separates anybody. It's not circumstances. Mm. It's not money. Mm. It's not like it's not situations. It's not I had this this. It's it's none of that. It's like mm. when you wake up. Do you say yo? I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get this thing done. Yeah. You know, it might you might not get it done that day. Nah, but it's the accountability. There you go. That's the really important part, fam. Accountability is first, and consistency is right after mm-hmm. that. Like, there, there's there's so many people I meet, bro, that have so much potential in them. Absolutely. Just anything Absolutely. that whatever that they try, it's just like yo, I can see it. Mm-hmm. But you don't hold yourself accountable. You won't ever tell yourself when something flopped because it was you, because you you kind of started that chain of reaction. You just blame on stuff and kill like, oh, yo, I was late because, you know, the traffic and blah, blah, blah. First sign, nah, G, you were late because you didn't order the Uber in time. You Simple as that. We're, we're popping up at six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 they don't know that you were late. It's okay. Yeah, they it's don't okay. know. They don't it's know. okay. No, but, but that's from real shit. It's right accountability, though. fam. You have to understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I didn't order the Uber in time. Mm-hmm. And I had other stuff I was doing today that I didn't plan properly. And that's what the fuck happens.
Are you still buying your carpets from the same place you buy your fruits? Are you still buying your carpets from the same place you buy your underwear? Shame on you. Treat your own with some respect. Come shop with me at Kashan Persian Rugs. What's that you said? You can't afford one. <laughs> Nonsense. You can come in store right now and walk out with the rug with our new buy now, pay later program. That's right. Buy now, pay later. Come shop with us at Kashan Persian Rugs. It's, it's important. Even if you work in a job, mm. you still got to be accountable. Yeah. You know? I mean, For everything you do, you know, every time you're late, every time you kind of slack off, you know, even, I'm not even going to lie, man. When I worked them jobs, mm -hmm. those 10 minute breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man. I mean, I'm a great worker. I, I do my job. But I do my job to a point where it's like I can take those breaks. Mm -hmm. And that's why I hold myself accountable too. It's like I'm messing up right now. I know I'm breaking the rules. Mm -hmm. But like, this is what's happening. You, you're a better man than me. Uh, I, I was in that bathroom 40 minutes. Yeah. 45 <laughs> minutes. Showing up to late. Boss asked you, hey, I heard you late. No, no, no. I was there. I got in right there. You know, yeah. like, but with those kind of things, it's like you don't really want to be there. No. I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, because some people, they're cool with, with that 9 to 5. And everybody thinks it's such a polar thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to have to worry about running a business. You don't have to run a business yeah. to not work a 9 to 5. Yeah. You, you are the business. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's okay, man. I just There's always different levels to it, isn't it? Like, <laughs> there's risk takers and there's people that are settlers. Right, there's you know even dating back into the days of villages, man. There were the, the the knights, the people that would fight for their town, and there were the people that were just like, okay, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm gonna the, the pig that scatters around the outskirts, I'm gonna go grab that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not gonna go with them and them when when they're going out to grab all of the big meat. Oh, Jay, it's where you going? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because even like the concept entrepreneurship people yeah. think it's such a fad but people don't understand like this is a a, a transcendent thing that's been here for generations mm. like century millennia you know you go back in the day you think you talk about knights mm. who else were beside the knights who was making the swords the blacksmiths mm. you know what i'm saying where's everybody eating from the merchants the farmers mm. you know so these weren't big corporations that run no. these things these are just individuals that said yo there's a there's a hole here there's a problem here there's a need here mm. i can provide a solution yeah you know and people act like you know because the modern day entrepreneur is glorified on social media you know it's like lamborghini mm. and, and and selling courses and you know drop shipping it's like yeah. it's so like it's like it's like a fad almost you know 
But this is something that has been in us for generations and generations and generations. And, you know, we come to the Western world. It's very, it's all corporate interests, you know. Yeah. You can speak on it, especially in the UK. It's it's a lot of corporate interests and, and politics and where the money's going and where it's mm-hmm. coming from. And, you know, and you end up just being a cog in the machine. Yeah. Yeah. How, you know, touching back on the pandemic, how I can kind of see it is that, think of an ant's nest, you know, those glass ant nests that are tall in kids' bedrooms and stuff. Um, All of the ants are us. And there are some of us that haven't explored other parts of that nest. Now that nest broke and it's shattered. And we all know it's shattered. And we're all just going back into the nest that's just on the ground already. Now, some people are going back into their roles. They're like, this is me. It's what I do. And some people are going back to their, to their groves, to their parts. And they're just like, to be honest, I'm good at sales. Like, I, I've been working sales my whole life. I can be an entrepreneur and sell my own brand. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do that. You know, and people are really understanding and starting to see what's happening. So that's really the big shake. Mm-hmm. Like, just the whole different groups and everything like that. But... Everyone has a place, isn't it? At the end of the day, and you decide that. Mm-hmm. Every time you go to sleep at night, you decide where your place is. You wake up in you the morning, you're yeah. like, Psh, "Yeah, this is where my place is on this earth. This is what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm gonna spend my day, and it's how I'm gonna spend all of my days." Mm-hmm. Like when I look back on this week, I'm say it's been a good week because mm-hmm. I went to work every day. Congratulations, by the way, for having a secure job. Congrats. But I went to work every day, and this I, I'm, I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. And that. I don't know, man. For me, I'm such a risk taker, man. Such a you risk taker. Can't see put in one place, eh? I can't, fam. Like I can't. I don't see the benefits in selling, and I, I think even that itself has deterred me, and like that's overflowed into like my love relationships as well, because I'm starting to see like, which is bad, but I'm starting to see that people are describing love as. Almost settling, you know, when people are talking about their partners, like, oh, you know, yeah, man, she does, she does piss me off. Yeah, man, she, <laughs> she, she does do this. Yeah, man, she is, you know, a piece of crap, but, you know, I love her. That's what love is. It's like, yeah. yeah I don't agree. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't agree. Cool. All right, man. So. How yeah, you do one thing is how you do everything. If you settle here, you're going to settle everywhere you else. You're going to settle in everything, man. Yeah. I, brother, I, I, there is so much, there's so much potential in everything that we put our mind and energy into, man. Like, And it's really just consistency. And it's just going to work out, man. And as if you believe in yourself, everybody else just follows you. Man, they're my sheep. Yeah. Like, li- literal sheep, fam. I, was, I just wear my brand around. I wear my hoodies around. I don't even tell people it's mine. Mm-hmm. I swear around. I wear it with some, some Jordans or, you know, I dress up or whatever. And s- someone might say something to me. He's like, oh, that's a nice hoodie. I was about, I appreciate mm-hmm. it, yeah. And you and work with Deuce Brand too, right? Huh? You be working with Deuce Brand too, right? Nah. Nah? Nah, man. See, that was the mix-up. Yeah. At first, I made I made one of my logos. Mm-hmm. And then I see oh. Deuce Brand and I was like, I need to change this up. Damn. So it was I changed it up, yeah. See, that's a mix-up. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't even want to be involved in a conversation with them, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I respect their brand as it is. They're for Hoopers too. They are for Hoopers. That's why I was like, yeah. I thought there was an association there. But that's a, that's like one of the first lessons of like of entrepreneurship. Of entrepreneurship is yeah. like make sure nobody's doing what you make sure. To do. Yeah, like don't you know it? There's gonna be so many times where 
in your lane you're gonna brush shoulders with someone mm-hmm. and it's not like saying Deuce Brand is a big brand I was never brushing shoulders but having a logo similar to theirs like it's, it's just so like everything we see is so diluted it's diluted yeah yeah I probably walked in Fort Locker one day walked around just not paying any mind to it mm-hmm. and then there we go that's interesting like but but that's 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 so it go, man. that's right there mm. is something that you did that you saw okay there was a mistake here and you saw you identified it and you changed Change you changed direction and that's one thing right there is is very very crucial in moving forward it's like can you identify mm. when something's going wrong when something's not working or you might have made a mistake or you missed something mm. and pivot because a lot of people will double down that's accountability fam there it comes right back it <laughs> comes right back <laughs> comes right back it comes right back to accountability I'm not about to double down on being wrong for what mm-hmm. like and who knows if i'm wrong anyway like who really knows bro who knows you, if you you're know. wrong i know that's yeah. all that matters uh, okay cool yeah. i know i know now it lasted two mm-hmm. seconds now i still know but what's new fam mm-hmm. that inner dialogue like, man like the voice in our head mm. You know, and when you're talking about your art and with Headspace, yeah. I thought that was interesting. And I think that's one thing that, for me, when I looked at the piece, is what came to mind was, what is that voice in our head? Yeah. What is it telling us on a day-to-day? Can we control it? Can we change it? Can we reprogram it? Because mm. how you talk to yourself is probably the, the biggest indicator of how... you successful you're going to be in life you know and you know with the conversation about mental health it's like some people you can't control that voice sometimes you can't you can't control it you can't i went into a downward spiral doing that and i feel like this pandemic itself is in terms of hoops has made me i feel so much more comfortable and better on the floor i feel so confident Mm -hmm. like more than i've ever in my entire career fam mm-hmm. but that's all because I've changed my mental uh, I've felt like everything that I've been able to accomplish in regards to hoops was because I was so hard on myself because I know like I don't have so many people to lean on to kind of just tell me yo man like that's whack bro that left hand drive was whack but I was doing this to myself like constantly bro like every single mistake every bad action even like if I'm at home eating a burger like, bro, you think you think Russ is eating a burger right now? <laughs> Russ is like four percent body fat, fam. He ain't eating a burger right now, G. It's eight p.m., fam. He's probably stretching. He should stretch. And I was put uh, like, and I put myself into a depressive spiral doing that. Mm-hmm. And I still do it to this day, bro. To be honest with you, and I think I love it because it really checks me. Like I can check myself so rudely, fam. Mm-hmm. But when I hear it out loud. And like when people are, are close around me and they hear what I'm saying to myself, they check me as well. Like, yo, don't don't be saying stuff like that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, I'll call myself names and stuff just for not working. You say out loud, though? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I do that, too. I talk to myself out loud. Yeah, man. I'd be like, yo, you're a piece of, piece of you know, yeah, come on, that man. <laughs> Pick up the pace. And really, all it is is just that I said that I'm going to finish a piece today, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I just kind of touched on it and just did something else. And that's that that's so detrimental to yourself. And that's what Headspace and Sparrow Season is about. So I did another piece recently called Sparrow Season. Mm-hmm. Um the premise of it is kind of like a an open yelling 
uh, I see that one. Subconscious, yep. but like you know, just kind of within it is there's beauty within it. Is what I really wanted to transcribe that once you understand where you are and what you're doing and what you're feeling too, and kind of what contributes to you feeling that feeling, that's where the beauty comes in, and that's where the accountability is. And mm-hmm. accountability is fucking beautiful. It's very beautiful, man. Man, the, the, I knew I was a grown up when I started being accountable for my accounts. <laughs> That's some real shit right there. Real sh- like, cause real shit. man, them are not accountable for their accounts, you know, like using their debit card like it's a gift card. Like, I don't know how much is on there, but we'll see, you know, and mm-hmm. that's that's tough. It's a tough space to be in, but once I realize, once you're accountable for even the little things like that, mm-hmm. like th- that part starts to grow even. Absolutely. Like so many people don't realize that when you're conscious of what you're spending, you spend less. Mm-hmm. You reevaluate everything that you're trying to do, and that is the beauty within spiral season. Is just all based around accountability. And accountability is so beautiful, fam. Like it's you can be on the bad side of it, and you can be on the good side of it. But mm-hmm. when you kind of do both and have that lane and just keep it going forward, you're um, good. You're good, Gucci I, man. It's interesting because um. You talk about accountability. I remember one day when I was first you know, getting involved with the business. Yeah. I said, listen, I got to know where my money's going. Yeah. So I sat down and I looked at, you know, one credit card statement and one, like, debit card statement. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see how much money do I spend on food outside. And I almost vomited. <laughs> I actually did vomit in my mouth <laughs> at, the, at the number. At the number. And I'm like, yo, I'm not going to tell you guys the number. But it was absurd. And I'm like, yo, there's no way that I'm spending this this much on food. But then you think about Ridiculous. it, like, holy smokes, yes, you are. And that's the accountability. You can keep pushing things to the side. Yeah. And you never have to face them. But then eventually you got to face your problems head on. And then that's another thing that the pandemic kind of reinforced. It's like, mm. now I'm just tackling things head on every single time. Every time. There's, no, there's no, because you're accountable here. Yeah. So then it forces you to be accountable everywhere. You know, you, you're like, okay, you identified the problem. What's the solution? Yeah. Is it me? Okay. What do I need to do better? You know? And it's, it's very, like, I always say to people, me, when I say people, I'm talking about my brother and stuff, but I think it's very, very difficult to go up against your will every single time. Yeah. I think if you have to rely on let's talk about like, okay, we're talking about accountability and accounts, mm. saving money. If you have to go into your account once a week mm. and tuck X amount of dollars into this account, yeah, like if you have to do that yourself every time, that's a losing battle. Yeah. You know, like people like my, people might think I'm very disciplined. Like I set my phone alarm I have my phone like that I use. Mm. I sleep on it. That's on a bedside table. I have yeah. another phone on my desk in my room. That's across the room. You have to get up. So I have to get up and shut it off because I know that with my willpower, yeah. I'm going to hit snooze on the phone beside me. 10 out of 10 times I'll hit it. But if I got to get up mm-hmm. and walk over to the table and turn that phone on, that's that's a system that I don't have to think about. It's like that has to get done. It has to. It has to get done. It has to get done, whether I like it or not, whether the willpower is there or not. 
it forces me to get up and turn that thing off you know and with accountability you can set those systems up you can say okay if i gotta do this and for and, and like rely on my will every time it probably won't happen but if i can say okay well let's set up the system in my bank account so it just puts the money there once a week yeah you know then it's like you're not thinking about it and you build enough of those then you don't have to think about anything you can focus on the other things and i think that's where that's the beauty of entrepreneurship it's like you can create systems maybe the systems don't pay you mm. but you can set up systems within your life to kind of just help you guide got yeah help you do what you got to do yeah. cuz i i think going up against your will every single time is a losing battle and i think that's where when we say discipline it's very misplaced yeah you know sometimes you got to bring the gym to you sometimes you got to create the the you got to create the environment mhm for yourself to be successful you should always create your environment we do that every single day bro oh yeah every day with being an entrepreneur and just being a go-getter like it's moving everything you do is moving with direction and taking everything as well like as a lesson right and it's so much easier and better to work for 15 minutes at something than to ponder 15 hours about doing it mm-hmm. and these are the systems you put in place like you mentioned the alarm across the way all right every 9:00 every single day without fail and it rang while we were here i have an alarm and the question on the alarm says life purpose question mark mm. every night every every time i close up my day cuz that's kind of where my day is kind of slowing down finishing and that's the question i have to ask myself every time and i'm not going to snooze it i turn off the alarm but that's the the self talk the accountability the 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 direction just kind of being resolute to what you need to do and what you have to do mm-hmm. I man the savings accounts thing what you were talking about man that was me fam i had, <laughs> like i'm like, i have to put i have to put some away like mm-hmm. to a point where i know myself so much where <laughs> it's like i can't have it in my presence <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> it can't be there fam mm-hmm. so if if 5k comes in from a job cool uh two and a half i'm going to put away somewhere i'm going to put it in like you know somewhere like a box or like a, a, a safety something mm-hmm. just so it's out of my sight fam it's not in my account it's not in my home screen it's not there it's not in the it's not in the coin jar out of sight you know, out of mind coffees fam yeah. like it's just away but the these those systems like you have to be able to set yourself up with your systems that are different than the systems that society gives you mm-hmm. but the s- systems are not a bad thing they're great they keep people moving whereas uh, humans are sheep fam we have to have a structure Absolutely. like uh, like we can't just sit here and do nothing no, you can't. shit gets wild cuz it does <laughs> <laughs> it does the first the first like i think the first two weeks of the pandemic yeah i'm like i'm not doing anything I think I played Call of Duty every night for like 4 hours. Yeah. You know? After that I'm like, yo, we can't just keep doing nothing. Yeah, you know, winning a war zone is not it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like we got to we got to we got to do some things now, you know? And like you said, like that structure that society usually gives us, mm. it's there, but you got to be willing to create your own structure. Mm. You got to be able to say, okay, well, I know this and this and this needs to get done. How can I make this easier for myself? Yeah. You know, and a lot of my day like i i hope like the whole concept of like i don't believe in that concept of waking up at 5am yeah, and like yeah. i i think that's very extreme i had days where i used to do that 
And I try to do that. And some days I still do wake up at 5 a.m. Mm. But for the most part, just I got to be at work at 10. So it's like, let's just wake up at 7, do your workout, you know. And just for me, the best thing is for my day to look the exact same every day. Okay. You know, I feel like if you show up to the to the... As an artist, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but when I want to write, mm. if I show up at my desk and the the document is open and I give myself some time to get into it, yeah, you get in the zone, you start getting away. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But if it's, I find it hard to like block, because we've got an hour, we've got to write for an hour. I find it really hard to do that. I have to give myself more than that mm-hmm. and then maybe it becomes 45 minutes an hour and then... You know, I try to block off the time, you know, but that's the thing about when you work for yourself is like you can do whatever you want with your time. Yeah. I mean, it's either really good for your your health state and your mind and your business or it's just extremely detrimental, mm-hmm. you know, and those are the habits. Like, you can even fall into the bad habits of that too. Oh, absolutely. Right? I, I'm the same way. Like, I can't just be like, okay, it's... I'm free at five. I'm gonna finish this piece by six thirty, mm-hmm. and that's the only free time I have. I gotta do something at seven, blah blah blah. I can't do that. Fam. Can't. No, nah, I need to sit there. I wanna like ponder. I wanna scroll through my phone a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wanna listen to some music. I wanna get in my. Get I wanna feel zone. comfortable. Yeah. And um. You search for the zone. Yeah, just just your zone, man. Mm-hmm. Just your zone, and I feel like some people feel like that zone is like. You, picture like a, an underground train like a subway train and it's just, it's just like flipping bare lights and just <laughs> techno like quick nah man like everyone's zone is different your zone is meant to be your comfort yeah. like if this life was a game and it's like, like a whole simulation it is a game it is a game so say like every night instead of going to bed our characters we went back into like a lobby in the game mm. how would your lobby look like that's your zone fam your lobby's got a vending machine, it's got a little couch in there, you know, it's got a bed, take a little nap. Or is your lobby, or you go back to your lobby and there's just like 10 treadmills, 15 bikes, you know, there's this bare Ryan on the wall, I tell you to go get it. Mm. Like everyone's, everyone's zone's different. And you really got to find your own type of niche yeah. to, to be self-disciplined, to create those type of, um, those boundaries for yourself, that structure. When, when you're working otherwise it's just gonna go to shits cause yeah like, it does go it, to shit yeah like know? you feel like you're gonna bottom bounce but really you're just that's your floor and you're just making a new floor every single time you don't wanna make new floors bro it's not sustainable no you know and I think that that's it comes down to like how sustainable can you make it you know yeah. can you clock in clock out every day at the same time you know can you you know, is your is your is your is your space accommodating to you mm-hmm. as an individual that you can come in there and you can really create? You know, and I think that we don't stress the importance of that environment because the environment also will affect self talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you know, and your environment isn't just material or you know the the, the ambiance; it's also the people, yeah. right? Who's around you? Are they bullshitting you? Are they giving you some real talk? Are they? That's the thing, fam. You know, when you talk about, we come back to accountability. Mm. Are they holding you accountable? Do you know what I'm saying? Because if you, if you come to me with an idea, mm. and you're excited about an idea, I'm not gonna sit here and just be like, hey, 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 that's a good idea. Mm. I'm gonna listen. 
the next time I see you, I'm going to ask you about it. Because I pay attention yeah. to you. I'm going to ask you, yo, what about that idea you're talking about? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hold you accountable now. You're the one who said it. Mm-hmm. You're the one who brought it up. You said it, fam. You're the one that you said you're going to yeah. do it. And I want to know. And if I hear an excuse, and I'm going to ask you, you know, what's up with it? Like, why is that? Why are you using that as an excuse? You know, I, I, like you, like you mentioned, I see the potential in everybody. Yeah. And I think that we're all capable of great things if we can identify exactly not what we want, because what we want, you know, desires change. That's true. You know, desires tomorrow you might want some fat burger. Yeah. The day might come and you're like, you know, I might, I think I just want a steak. Maybe I want a salad. Your desires change. Yeah. But what excites you never changes. Hmm. You know, if you, like, for me, film has always excited me. I love a good movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Music has always excited me. I always thought I'd probably end up be doing music or some shit, but that shit excites me. You know, basketball didn't really excite me. I just, I loved what I was learning from it. You know, the uh, the, the work ethic. You know, yeah. I thought that it, that shit instilled a lot of shit, shit in me. You know what I'm saying? The experience of the people I was meeting, you know. But I loved the game, but it didn't excite me, mm. you know. Art excites me. You know what I'm saying? Creating things, manifesting things from thin air, yeah. that shit excites me. You know what I'm saying? And I think it used to excite me, but when I started hooping, I think it suppressed that creativity. And even as a hooper, mm. you know, I didn't do well with structures. You know, I think looking back on my career and, and, and how much I played and stuff like that, I'm like, yo, you know, the structured environment I felt might have been a little detrimental to me because I thought... Not I thought. I flourished in chaos. Yeah. You know, in chaotic environments, I felt comfortable, you know. And you can even say that even that can trickle into your relationships. You may search for chaotic relationships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not everything manifests the same across every platform. You know what I'm saying? But it does, In it, there is some common denominator between it. I personally think the common denominator is just that it's all, it's all, it's all business, everything, mm. even like love languages, right? Ooh. Love languages is business, Absolutely. supply and demand. Like, I, okay, if my love language is physical touch and words of affirmation, I like being told, hey man, good job today, and you know, pat on the back, and hers is, I don't know, gifts and physical touch fam if I stop getting her gifts she's gonna stop giving me the pats on the back mm-hmm. it's a business fam it's supply and demand it's exchange it's exchange so mm. many relationships are like that fam friendships love relationships business relationships that you meet mm-hmm. like team relationships too fam like but nah love love languages are an exchange yeah relationships are an exchange like you're saying mm. you know it doesn't matter what type what the nature of the relationship is nah it's Business from supply and business demand. exchange, supply and demand, economics one on one, just school fam. Like people want to talk about unconditional love too, but even unconditional love has conditions. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm. stories of um, wives taking care of their husband that they've been with for so long, and now all of a sudden, you know, knock on wood, but they come into a vegetated state. Or they can't look after mm. themselves anymore. 
you think that's unconditional love? Or the condition is, is like, I look like a douchebag if I leave right now. One. Two, um, I've already been with him for 25 years. So there's two conditions there already mm-hmm. before you even get into how you feel about the man or how you feel about your partner. And I don't know, man. I know it's it's an exchange, it's a business, and I think once both parties actually understand that and know that, then it works. Rather than like, nah, like this is just me. This is how I'm set. Like this, just let's just do this. Mm-hmm. But you you have to tap in with with that side of it. It is. It's an exchange. Like it's economics. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. I think I don't think we. And maybe my view is skewed, mm. but. It's very easy to find yourself in the wrong relationship. Like it's yeah, it's bro. more easier than we think. You know what I'm saying? Cuz I like to look at the numbers. All right? Yeah. There's 7 billion people in this world. We'll say half are female. Mm. Okay, 3.5 billion. Let's say that maybe 10 million are within your age range. Yeah. You know like you could you're like somewhat compatible with. Mm. And maybe a million might actually spark your interest. Yeah. A million. It's a lot of people. It's <laughs> That's a lot, a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And I firmly believe, mm. and shout out to a Bronx tale, three women, three great women in your lifetime. Yeah. They might be spread out. They might all come at once. And I think the three great women, one is a life partner, one might be a twin flame, one might be a soulmate. The three great ones. The three great ones, yes. Of that. The three great ones. You know what I'm saying? Three. Three. If you're compatible with a million, even if, we, even let's drop it, let's say 10,000. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe only a thousand are in your city. Those are not very good odds. No. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are not in your favor. No. You know what I'm saying? And when we were talking about settling, it's. Mm. It's really easy to find yourself in the wrong relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I even found myself in a lot of wrong relationships. You know, and nothing, it has nothing to do with the other person. No. It has more so to do with who you are as an individual, mm. what you want out of life, mm. you know, what might excite you, you know what I'm saying? And I think that the whole unconditional love thing is one thing, but even you find your soulmate, yeah. there's conditions. There's conditions, conditions there, you know, your twin flame, your life partner, whatever. There's conditions there. That's you walk good. out, you step out of that relationship, that relationship might be over. Yeah. You know, um, and this is a different tone that I was speaking, you know, maybe 40 episodes before this, I was talking about how polygamous relationships are, are it. And for some people, they may work. But until yeah. they run into that person that, you know, makes them feel like, okay, yo, this might be the one. Yeah. You know. Because I also believe that even preferences are a little in the air. Because you may have a preference, but someone may come across you and spark your interest, and they may not be anything that you imagined. Yeah. You know, so it's it's love is a really, really... Love is tricky, fam. Love is, love is really tricky. But love is... I've, people say love is beautiful, yeah. It's also blind because, man, just like you were saying, you find yourself stuck mm-hmm. and struck in love, right? Blinded by it in the wrong relationships. And I've been in a few wrong relationships myself. And kind of, you know, you're just, 
you're convincing yourself that, man, you know, like you love this person and all of the stress that you're feeling from them right now, like it's worth it. It's worth it. Like this is just how it is. Like this was just gonna be till your time's done. That's all types of long, cause like <laughs> <laughs> it gets sticky, man. It gets sticky, it man. Gets sticky, man. And a uh, lot of uh, a lot of love can be out of a lot of not love. A lot of relationships can come from just random events, yeah, circumstances. And, you know, you got to be on the same page as the person you're with or else, you know, you may be on the same page going in a direction that neither one of you is okay with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It gets really tricky, but I think that the numbers are not, are not in our favor. I don't think that, I don't believe that most of us find the love of our life. Nah, I feel like most of us get to a point in our life and we're just like, okay, you know what? I like you enough. Where like your crappy sides are, I can do uh, tolerable. It. Yeah, like I can, I can handle that. Like it's no biggie. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got it in me. Like yeah, you've got an attitude problem, but I'm hard headed, so I don't listen. But people, are, like you feel like that's like a, a trait that you want to hold on to in a relationship. Yeah. Really, my man, you just hard headed. You don't listen. You, you, you take disrespect often. Fam. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Yo, I see so many men them like, yeah, my girl got bad attitude, man, you know, and they kind of brag about it a little bit. You hear, when they go phone them on the phone, you hear them on the loudspeaker, they're turning the volume down. And then you see like they pull it, yeah, the the like this. Yeah. And they kind of wearing that badge on their chest that, like, that's what they like, like, their girls got that sass to them. But if that, not that is a bad thing, everyone has their own characteristics, but that overflowing in business is someone kind of just talking down to you. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I I do what I gotta do for this deal. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm 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 gonna start bending over. Like, from some men bend, some men don't. Mm-hmm. You know, facts. I think the number one thing, you know, what 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 my relationships have taught me, mm. the bad and the good, yeah. is that there has to be mutual respect. You don't say that. If that ain't there. She can give you, you know, all the, pa- the 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 hall passes you want. Yeah. She can, you know, cook all the meals, whatever. But if you don't respect her, she don't respect you. That ship is not going nowhere. Foundation before relations, cause Ooh, that's a bar. That. That's that. That's what the gifted gab is about, right there. <laughs> that was a bar. Foundation before relations. Foundation before relations, man. Like my best relationships have been. We were friends first, and it's like we built that respect boundary where it's like there are certain lines here that we're just not going to cross. And I feel like when you just jump straight into something with someone without being, well, in my experience, without being friends first, it's like when an argument comes up, you hear them say some mad you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, wait. That's oh. how you feel? Whoa. That's, that's <laughs> how you really feel? <laughs> okay. Tell me how you really uh, feel. Keep, keep talking. I like to listen to people when they're mad. You know, I like to listen to the hypotheticals they pull out. Um, and I like to see how people react to certain situations as well. Because mm-hmm. um, it... It says it, a lot about them. It says a lot about them and it trickles and it shows their morals. It shows the respect levels that they have for you. Um, and my whole view and outlook on love, like I think love is subjective. Like, love is beautiful, so it's art. Mm-hmm. And art is subjective too. And 
thing about that it, it's parts of it that we love but dude Girl, I'm about to ramble because I, I was about to go. I see where I was going. I was like, I can't go there. It's <laughs> getting a little dangerous yeah, now. Someone's going to DM me be like, yo, what the f*** you mean? Nah, love but is beautiful, nah, man. Love is beautiful, man. It's super subjective, though. But my outlook on it hasn't really been the best. Like, I haven't seen great love. Mm. I haven't seen extremely happy married couples. I haven't seen happy older married couples either. Mm. So is. It's kind of put a lot of questions on, on on my mind, like walking into it on the forefront. But yeah, man, you gotta play the numbers, man. Gotta play like the numbers. The numbers. Bro. It's just three for a thousand. Bro, I ain't even What's numbers that? like that. Has let them fall on fall over here, fam. I'm yeah. not even like I feel like you can't chase love. No, you can't chase. You can't it. chase love, and just like relating it to art, like you can't force yourself to create a sick art piece, like. You can't force yourself to go in the studio and make a hit, like make a banger. Like, yo, I already know what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's a natural. It's just, it's, it's just a natural flow, you know, and just a natural give and take. I firmly believe that love will happen when you love yourself fully. Mm, fully. You fully love yourself, and that's when love will really manifest itself in somebody outside of you yeah you know but if you don't love yourself if you're not at a place where you know you have mastered mm. your own emotions your own self-awareness if you're not there yet you know it's really really difficult to ask somebody else to love you if yeah. you don't even love yourself yet yeah that's a very impossible task you know yes. what i'm saying it's like i don't love myself but i want you to love me mm. it's like it's like me Selling a carpet like this carpet is trash, but I want you to buy it. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't work like that. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. And too many people, and what I see is like the narrative is like, oh, this person should love me with all my flaws, or this person should take me with all my my yeah. trauma and all my unresolved issues. No, that's yeah. that's bullshit, and that's a lack of accountability. Yeah, and and you know when we're talking about, and it keeps coming back to accountability, which is crazy, but. When we were talking about, you know, how you were saying, how you see on social media and, and, and sometimes there's so much outrage and this, this, this obligation to accept people yeah. as they come. Yeah. Which I think, and I might come under fire for it, but I think it's bullshit. It, is it, bullshit it removes the accountability from an individual to say, I am the problem. Mm. I didn't resolve this issue or this issue and this issue, yeah. but you should still accept me for who I am. Yeah, you should still hire me for this job, mm. even though I don't meet the qualifications. That's ridiculous, you know? And there are the odd times where, like, this person may have something that is beyond what these qualifications are asking for. And it may, you know, you can't say a fish can't climb a tree, but we're in a place now where because this person says, you know, well, this, you should accept me with all this and all that and all that. Now everybody's looking to pull that card. Yeah. And then now, where does that leave the people who take the time and the effort mm. to work on themselves? Who take the time to hold themselves accountable? To take the time to say, you know what? You know, I was dealt a shitty hand, yeah. but I made the best of it. You yeah. know, what about those guys? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, removing the accountability kind of just puts us in a really weird place in society where now 
everybody's saying, well, okay, well, no, no, you can't say that shit about 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 how you don't like this person or that person, yeah, like, or how you know, and it's <laughs> it's a very very slippery slope, and I don't know, it, it's uh, sometimes I'm like, yo, where are we? What is the direction we're going into with with all this shit, you know, with removing that accountability from individuals. Removing accountability down to the finest things, even like in lifestyle situations. Like I've parted ways with people that I, w- I would wanted to speak spoken with and gone to know them, but I have an active lifestyle. I like to go for walks. Sometimes I go for a run every now and again, and I go into the gym. You know, and with that comes different decisions that are made behind closed doors too. You know, like not fucking eating out every single day. Or like ordering a large pizza with fifteen wings <laughs> and twelve <laughs> cheese and twelve cheese breads. We've been there, but like you don't have to love people how they like you. You, you don't have to do shit, fam. No, like, you, don't. you don't have to do shit, fam. I don't know who the hell told someone, yo, see that person over there, that one that's stressing you the fuck out. Like life's stressing you out as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monday's mad annoying. Your boss is annoying. Everyone's annoying. You got rent, bills, all of this stuff to pay for. But that one there, you just got to love her how you got to love her. And she's stressing you. That's just that. I don't believe that either. That's, it, that's it, just it's, that. It's, right, it's more complicated than that. But at cool. the end of the day, it's like, yo, do you have to put up with this stuff? No. Nah, G. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to put up with anything that you don't like. And likewise, like they don't have to put up with anything you, on, yeah. the, on my side yeah. either. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm too quiet. I don't like talking on the phone. Okay, cool. You don't have to put up with that, darling. Mm-hmm. Like, there's do three what pe- you got. There's do. three people that will. <laughs> there's, three people that <laughs> there's three people that will. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, and that that whole settling thing comes down to mm. you don't have to put up with anything that doesn't look you in the eye or or, yeah. or fulfill you or excite you you don't have to settle for that no. you don't have to but there's this thing that says like no like well you gotta accept this the way it is you gotta accept this person the way it is you gotta take this job because it's the only one you can get and and i know some circumstances are different and there's situations where you don't have no options but at the end of the day there's somebody else that had a very similar hand to you or maybe yeah. even the exact same hand and made lemons out lemonade out of lemons, you know. And it's like, I just I don't know. It's 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 a mindset thing, and it comes down to that self dialogue and that self awareness, yeah. you know. And and right back to accountability. I think it's a super hard push, like especially with the pandemic now. Like before the pandemic, everyone's just kind of being told what to do, following this, following you know everything was ordered and ordained mm-hmm. in it. And now with the pandemic. There's so much change happening rapidly, rapidly, but there are there are certain things that are like pushed beyond that pushed loving me in my flaws, like love love me in my unresolved trauma. Like, do I gotta resolve my trauma? Like, you gotta resolve it. Yeah, just because times are changing and we all have to be accepting of everything, we don't have to be accepting of the bad things too. Mm-hmm. And it trickles, bruv. Like. You're not trying to be yelling in a relationship because you nah. have unresolved anger issues. You're not trying to be, you know, I don't know. I have trust issues myself personally. So I don't like, when I first meet someone, I don't like taking them t- 
to where I live straight away. No, as you shouldn't. So, but some some people kind of feel weird about that, and they're like, "Oh, you don't trust me? Or, I don't know what you've been through in your life. No, I, I don't, don't want to be involved." And mm-hmm. they kind of just say, like, "I bet, yeah, get, get back in a pond. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I need to go to the ocean. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> weird fish over there." Cause, mm-hmm. but man, love is weird. Cause love, love is, is weird. Lo- love is weird, man. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's the subjective part about it. Like, how beautiful is it? I mean, I like to say, like, if you question it, then you haven't found the right. That's what I say. Mm. It's like, you haven't found the right person. Because, like, it comes down to this. If you actually unconditionally love somebody, yeah, you'll work through whatever hiccups. Yeah. You don't have to accept the shitty parts of a person. Okay. But when there's a bump in the road that you're on in this path together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll figure out. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. Yeah, yeah. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. That's a bold ass. Nobody's safe. <laughs> Nobody's safe. And they they got through it. They made it. Made you know what it, I'm saying? I mean Solange had to whoop him a little bit. A little bit yeah, 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 yeah. A little physical altercation and but shit. I heard but she kicked him in the chin. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a lift. How you kick someone in the chin? But, like, you got to look at what came out of that. You got two Mm. of the greatest albums of all time came out of that. Like, you could hang 444 in the Louvre. I think, you know what I'm saying? It's it's that important to the culture that totally reimagined masculinity. Because people don't realize that, you know, Jay-Z's on this album Mm. making amends. Not only with everybody, the first song on the album is called Kill Jay-Z. He's killing his own ego mm. to start the album, to say, like, like the first line's Kill Jay-Z. You know, like, away with the ego, away with the egotistical side of me that brought all these issues that I'm about to talk yeah. about on this album. Like, let's, let's, let's nip that in the butt right away. And then... He makes amends with his mom. He begs for his wife back. You know, he writes a letter to his father, who he hated. You know what I'm saying? And then he wraps it up with a song about family and legacy. That's a beautiful piece. Like, I'm all about conceptual art. That's that's a story. That's a story right there. You know what I mean? And, like, our ego has a lot to do with it, especially for us as men. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things we see. Yeah. And our lens is clouded with that ego you know but at the same time you know in certain situations your ego is so necessary to to just get you to like for for me to to feel like i have something to say mm. and to put on a mic and, and and turn on cameras and just start talking shit with my friends and and whatever mm. that took some ego to do that yeah it takes it takes ego. It takes some some sort of delusional belief to even start something like that. For you to even start a painting, or even say I'm gonna go play basketball on the others uh, across the pond, mm. it takes like some a little bit of ego is in there, you know. And yeah. you know it's a yin and yang. There's good and bad and everything, right? It's not it's not black and white. It's all about balance. Oh, I think balance is overrated. Yeah. I think so. You know, I think that. I think extremes are one thing, but I think when we talk about balance, that's a way to say, well, you got to compromise in some places, uh, with some things. And I don't like, I don't like comp- compromise at all. 
See, I think we can look at balance differently. I see balance as, you know, we were talking about uh, before you touched on not making any new flaws, right? So, like, once you've already done something, you're not trying to go lower than what you've done already. Like, you kind of know what you can do. You're not trying to go down too much. Damn, man. (laughs) (laughs) He lost it. (laughs) Egos. Egos. Egos, man. Egos, bro. Fucking hell. So tell me, man. Mm. NFTs. NFTs, holy. NFTs, man. As an artist, how do you think it? Uh, is it is it helping? Is it is it hindering you as a visual artist? Mm. You do canvases. You know how does it affect your craft? Uh, doesn't. Only it's only made me want to expand. I've actually made a couple of NFTs and put it out there already. I have mm-hmm. two NFTs on Rarible. Um, I'm working on a collection now where I'm gonna post a hundred pieces for a hundred bucks. Um, and you know, is is the same similar? It's a similar model to what Tory Lanez. Do- Damn, excuse you, fam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can laugh. You guys can laugh. <laughs> But oh, Tory Lanez put uh, Tory Lanez put out um, a million NFTs mm-hmm. for a dollar each, and like you could could have bought forty, you could have bought fifty. Uh, but the purpose of it is that y- the resale is so like everyone gets a buck, especially the artists too. Um, so with with some of these NFTs that I'm putting out right now, I'm gonna put out a spiral season NFT, and within the condition, yeah, it looks like a JPEG image you can screenshot. Yeah, you know, the 3D aspect of it looks like something you can screen record and just crop it and have it on your phone. But after purchasing through the blockchain, like each NFT has its own conditions, like the Bored Apes Yacht Club. Each person that owns one of those NFTs, they have like access to this Yacht Club in the metaverse where only like the higher ups are. You know what I mean? So you're going to be in this Yacht Club and bumping in the metaverse to P. Diddy's flipping met a character and you can chop it up with him mm-hmm. and that's the benefit of getting that NFT I think the link between the NFTs and physical art for me is being able to list the physical piece with the NFT mm-hmm. so put out the sparrow season and with that condition if you buy this NFT you also be shipped the original canvas um, I get royalties off of it as well because it's NFTs, man. It's changing the game. Like, if I sell you uh, the headpiece canvas right now, if you sell it in four or five years for a higher price, I have no idea. It, I, I, I don't get any of that bread. You make that whole flip, and it's just all on you, you know. But with the NFTs, if I was to link that to an NFT and have my 10% royalty, my 15% royalty set, the blockchain don't lie. So if you sell it, if you flip it for your thousands and your hundred thousands and your millions. I'm the creator. I still get a piece of my pie too. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's where it's really changing the game for artists. You can link so many things to NFTs. People are linking NFTs to real estate now, like as we speak, physical real estate. Really? Yeah. Um, A apartment in the States, I think it's Miami, it was with an NFT that was purchased online. So if you buy this NFT, you win the bid, you've got the apartment too. And they're linking those as well with 
metaverse lands as well. So there's a lot of different concepts in the NFTs. Um, each piece, each art piece that you look at, you have to kind of, you know, do a little bit of your own research. Like, what do you gain from it personally as a collector? Um, NFTs are cool though, because you can use them in a metaverse. You know, if they're 3D, I heard you can use them as like your own like character and shit. You, 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 you uh, can really like... You getting involved with this metaverse? I get involved. Man, I get involved with anything that, like, you know, puts food in my mouth, fam, mm. to be totally honest. And if the whole world shifts towards the metaverse, then that's where it be. It's not saying I'm going to shift there, too. I feel being present and living life, like, actual life is pretty cool. Absolutely. But, you know, if, if I can't link someone at the bar and they're like, nah, fam, let's talk business in, in the casino in Japan, log on put your goggles on then that's where we're gonna have to go because like well i don't know man i think this metaverse stuff is kind of wild fam like even the we're talking about the neural link chip mm -hmm. like what do you think about the metaverse like in five years time if you're single mm -hmm. meeting someone in the metaverse now would you like keep a relationship with them in the metaverse you try to link them in real life like how does that like <laughs> or what goes there? like wow <laughs> what are the rules like we gotta ask us uh what's his name uh, mark zuckerberg like is there going to be an 18 plus section in the metaverse right. <laughs> is there a red light district in the metaverse i think these are the questions people really want to know Yo, imagine <laughs> online dating in the metaverse you're just walking around you're like nah nah okay cool that looks like good <laughs> that's just, like tinder just physical just physical tinder but then it's like nah that would just be weird because it's just people's characters one person would be a bored ape like be be an ape yacht club one person would be an nft that they bought from me and it would mm. be the headspace spiral <laughs> image <laughs> i think i think people are already dating in the metaverse you know i think that when we look online with Instagram or Tinder or Twitter, mm. you know, when people feel, what thing people feel to realize about these platforms is that you can be whoever you want on the internet. Low key, you know, you know that's you, tough. Um. It's it's like you you message this girl and you get along with her. There's great chemistry. Yeah, and she might pull up on you. You pull up on her. She's a whole catfish. You know, like we've been, we've been dating in the metaverse. But there's it's been tested. Talking about catfishes, fam. There are so many different types of catfishes to start to realize. Like they're even the worst type of catfishes are the personality catfishes. Oh, that like, happens. What? That's the worst type. Yeah, that's the worst type. It's like, yeah, you really look like what you look like, but you're not. It's, you pretend to it's be been three days, and the fourth day, you're just like you're you're you now. That's mm -hmm. cool. You should have led with that shit. That's the thing, man. Like you can. And that's the thing that, that, that the online world has really, what's the word I'm looking for? Allowed? No, it's not. that's not the word, but the ability to just be whoever you want online yeah. is also the ability to mislead people about who you really are. Because yeah. we don't see people's bottoms online. Nah, you don't, don't see that unless you're a public figure. But you don't actually see, like, when people are getting into the mud. You don't actually see that, you know, this person might be sleeping on a couch for six months. You don't see yeah. that shit. You know what I'm saying? And not that that should 
deter you from a person or anything like that. But yeah. nobody's actually being honest with who they are. See, now, that's the thing. Like, how how honest is honesty on social media? Like, are you meant to post that, you know... Like, me personally, I've, I've been homeless a few times, mm-hmm. but... Um, am I meant to put like a selfie of me on top of the roof just chilling absolutely not like yo this is where I'm at right now but stay tuned (laughs) 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 fuck hashtag stay tuned hashtag stay tuned I got I got a practice with another team in a few weeks we'll see what I go on Mm -hmm. like nah that's I don't know man I, I think I think it's down to us to kind of filter out what we want to believe on social media for sure but I agree, fam. I know people that have lied so much on social media that they really believe like that's who they are until the lights turn on. And we like, see who's who. We see who's who. It's like, fam, you say you say you hoop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You definitely do hoop with hula hoops <laughs> <laughs> and hoop earrings and shit. You nah, I always it. say that you know, time is a teller of all things. You know, time will. Time always tells, you know, yeah. time will really show who's working, who's grinding, yeah. who's who, you know, who's whatever. Like, time, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Undefeated, fam. You know, and, and time is all we got. Time is a mad concept, though. It's a man-made concept. It, it, man-made. It's mad, though. Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. You so should watch, um, there's a Vox that talks about time. Yeah. Uh, not Vox, um, Explain. Do you ever watch Explain on Netflix? Sometimes, but it's about time. There's one. There's an episode on time, time, and they talk about the con- the construct of time, and how a man went in the cave and said he's gonna go there for two months. Mm. So there's no sunlight for him to count the days. So, I think he was like maybe five, six weeks in. Okay. And like to his count, he was five, six weeks because he was keeping track of the days. Mm. And someone came in the cave and was like, "Yo, your time's up." It's been two months. He said, what the fuck? No, I'm looking at my calendar, and it says I'm, I got two more weeks left. But Because he didn't have that, that um, your body functions off of the sun, mm. and it has its own natural clock, but it, it uses the sun and darkness and all that as a reference. Yeah. Because he didn't have that point of reference, his perception of time got so skewed that it was two weeks too slow. You know, he was sleeping, like, maybe because it was pitch black, maybe he was getting better sleep, maybe he was only sleeping six hours. He thought maybe he was sleeping eight. So, they just break down the whole concept of time, and I, I just, that's my favorite show on Netflix, because it's 20 minutes long, it's so informative, this is not an ad, but I just really rock with that show, because I feel like I like to be informed, I like to, you know, I'm not going to always Google shit. Yeah, no. Just watch some shit, that's 20 minutes, is not that long. And you have... It gives you great topics to talk about when you're either on a podcast or at a, at a, at a you know, cocktail party or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Like, oh man, it's part of the gifted gab, man. You gotta have shit to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a gift to be able to gab. Ooh, that's, that's another it. bar. We're gonna have to make that a caption. <laughs> <laughs> My man, Jamel, uh, where where can we find your art, man? Like, oh man, uh, I need that headspace. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk numbers after this, but you know, okay. where where okay. can the people find you? Find your work. Uh, simple man. It's JD Art. So I T S J D A R T. Um, on your, all all social platforms with that username. Your art account got suspended recently. It did. Right? It did. Yeah. It 
someone just, you know, a little upset with me. So, you know, they just reported my page. Sounds like a bad relationship. Bruh. Bad exchange. So it go. That's petty. Oh so my it God. go. Shame so on go. you. So it go. Shame man. on you. It was alright though. I was able to, like, bro, you can't put a wall up to a man that knows how to climb. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's facts. So you, the wall came. I opened up another account. It's like, cool. I have so much merch that I want to focus on and put out. And now that spare account that I have, first of all, to have a spare account that has good demographic is awesome. And that spare account, I've changed the username to uh, another project that I want to pursue. So now I've got my clientele, like uh, kind of some of my clientele on both pages, but it it was, it kept me busy, man. It kept me busy. Um, There wasn't a day where I was like overstressed about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I did really realize how important the internet was in terms of like scaling your business. Mm-hmm. I learned that 80% of my stream of income comes from the social internet. media. Yeah. Like people hit me up and slide them DM, yo, can I get this piece? How much does it cost? It costs this much. Oh man, that's a little bit of a stretch. I don't want to do a payment plan. Cool. Can I get a print instead? Perfect. If they don't want to print, oh, can I get, can I get, can I get a hoodie? Can I get some merch items? Can I get a couch cushion? Can I get pillows? Like, so much, like, range is range, but, mm-hmm. but like, whenever there's a wolf, fam, you just climb, because, and if, if, if wolves defeat you, then, fuck, I don't know what it to tell you, because yeah. you're, you're just in that, in that category. You're one of them people. You're, you're the nine to five, and that's okay. You do your nine to five, and you do that perfectly, however you want to do that, but that's your bracket. And that's where you set your ceiling at. Ooh. So, that's what it is. There's no ceilings over here. None, bro. <laughs> None. None at all. None. You guys already know. Another Gifted Gab episode, 1K Combos. My man JD. Appreciate you. Thanks for coming by. You guys know what to do. Like, subscribe, share this with your mom and your auntie. And just like that, we're gone.